now. All right, so I've got one for you. Matt Cook here with Jonathan Green. Jonathan, here's one. <laughs> My boyfriend almost threw up giving me oral. You've been there. And... Um, <laughs> My boyfriend um, uh, and I have been dating for half a year now, um, and he fingered me and blah, blah, blah. He asked if he could uh, give me oral. I said, yes. I had showered that day. Pretty good hygiene. How polite of him to He's ask. done it before. <laughs> How polite of Permission him to ask. Permission for oral, yes. my lady. And he then... I love it. <laughs> and, and then, you know, hey, his face was like disgusted. He said he was, he was close to throwing up so i told him to stop okay and i asked him later what happened he goes i'm sorry i just couldn't help it i, I don't know I, I i tried to stop but my body's reaction i felt like throwing up it, it didn't taste good liquid came out it was disgusting <laughs> i was mad at him afterwards obviously so hey what am i supposed to do he said he's sorry but now i feel weird around him i don't I don't want to break up. He's an amazing guy, but this really screwed up everything. I need advice. And then she said later, she said, um, he explained how, I guess he, a little more in depth from his point of view, uh, just been his gag reflex. It tasted bad at the time. Unlike other times, he has a sensory issues maybe. So what do you make of all this, Jonathan? This is a really interesting question. Um, I've, I would say most men enjoy going down on a woman. I mean, their girlfriend or wife or whatever. I would hope so, but I guess a lot of them don't. And what do you make of this? I've been there before, where um, I'm going down on a girl, and I start going down, and I come right back up because I just, especially yeah. if like she's wearing yoga pants, it can lock in the smell or something. So it mm -hmm. can. Listen, you are what you eat. I can tell you absolutely that vegans taste different. That. You can tell, mm -hmm. uh, like, I've been with a woman from India, and you can tell. Same with a woman from Korea. You can tell a little bit. So it's very possible that there's other things going on, right? That she could have medical issues. She could have just eaten something. You can definitely fix it. So I wouldn't – I mean, I love that he's – She could have a yeast infection. Yeah, there's a bunch of things that could be that's a, other than you're just – That's a fishy sort of a smell. Yeah, I mean, you just, it can be a lot of things. And the issue is, it could be something temporary. It's probably not something permanent. But it also could be, like we've talked about in the past, that you might just be incompatible smell wise. So I would not make it a big deal. I mean, you can't expect him to fight through it. That's not what you really want, right? So, so, uh, so people do have, everybody has different smells. There's a, type of signature we each have, which scientists call the MHC, the major histocompatibility complex, which are basically some all kinds of biochemical signature that we have. Just as we sign our names differently, we smell differently, we taste differently. On a woman? Uh, no, from scientists? Yeah, everybody's. Uh, everybody's. Yeah, it's like we all have these certain things that we're emitting all the time. We're even emitting particles that are similar to viruses, which may be viruses, actually. Uh, that are that are normal and um, there's just a whole cloud of of us that we walk around in i think that this to me the heart of this is uh sex is something where we get turned on and we don't then have our 
brains engaged the way we normally do. It's an escape from our intellect, right? If you're into sex, like it's like a reptile brain thing, right? Isn't it? I mean, you're not, it's not logical. You're like, the whole beauty of it is that we're not logical. We're animals. And when we're having sex the right way, we're into our animals, animalistic self. And, you know, if you see dogs sniff each other's butts and everything, you know, like they don't care. They like all this stuff. Like when we're having sex in that type of a sexual mode, all that stuff is not revolting or disgusting. It's what we just love. The The lizard brain loves the smell and the taste of a woman that we are into. And so, yeah, it could be, like you said, she just has some temporary issue. But I think it is an extraordinary, you know, very, very strong But is reaction. this the first time he's ever gone so, down on her? No. So a few times he has. Three or four times, maybe. She said he really liked it once when he said, I taste really good. Yeah, so, so I don't know what happened to the other three or yeah, four times she, when she, he didn't like how she tasted it. food journal. <laughs> the best way to say it is that yeah. it sounds to okay. me like okay. it's a one-off thing and that, you know, there's something that happened. It's not a big deal. Because if he's done it before, it's been fine. This is just a one-off. And it sounds like I want, it sounds like he does it every six weeks. <laughs> like, it sounds like she's not missing that much if he stops doing it anyways. Yeah. And then again, there's yeah. six months. He's done yeah. it three times. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's so definitely do it more often. Uh, definitely so. Okay. Well, um, why don't we get to the next question? Sure. Um, I found out on Christmas Day that my wife, Slept with someone unprotected and never told me about it. And this one is we were on a break. And so during the break, she slept with someone. I always, this has been coming up a lot lately. And this is the part that I think is interesting. Is like, why does the unprotected part, why is that so important? Like to me, if you bang my wife, it's, I'm not into it either way, right? Like either way, it sucks. So I'm not sure. It, maybe it's an accelerant. Like it's a, like that makes it even worse. Is that the whole story? They were on yeah, a break. It's a short one, which is nice. Okay. So we're on a break, and I found that during the okay. break, my wife had unprotected intercourse with someone, and and when I found out about, it, now I'm like freaking out. But okay, so the unprotected part. That's a question. Like, why is that my question. a bigger why deal is than that just that she... in there? Like, why did, mm-hmm. what difference does that make? Does that make it worse? Mm-hmm. I always think when people are having an affair that there's an emotional lack in the relationship. There's something that has been going on for some time. She is not into her boy. Is it a boyfriend or husband? Do you know? Uh, husband. They were on a break, right? That's the thing where you go, oh, we're on a break, which means you're broken up, right? Isn't that what a break that means? That's what a... Oh, is that what they mean? I thought they were like Christmas. Pre- I totally no, misunderstood. I thought no, it was I like, think a it's like vacation. When people like are separated. Is that what separated oh, okay. means? Like, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Separated means you're technically together, but you're pursuing your own thing. Okay. So they're not an item anymore. So they agreed to have sex with other people and that the relationship is done. And he has sex unprotected, and she's upset. Well, she has no right to be upset about it if that's yeah. the deal. That's his decision and his judgment. I just Do you think that people added to the story hoping to get more sympathy for their side? <sighs> yes. Yeah, I think that um, they're trying to get indignation. And they're, her girlfriend or her, her, his friends, his buddies are going, oh, my God, that, what a slut that, that girl. You know, probably not, but 
Women would say that. Men probably don't say that. Yeah, I got it one for you. I'm going to die alone. Okay. I'm 35, a successful professional, own my own house, have friends and hobbies. Heck, I'm even tall, but I'm still a virgin. I've never had a long-term relationship. Oh, my gosh. How old again? 35, no relationship. I routinely get the no chemistry brush off after a first date. I guess I'm just relationship helium because I don't have chemistry with anyone. That's a sophisticated joke. I had to read it three times to understand that when I was prepping. Helium is an element that doesn't combine know, with any other. It's but I didn't get it at first because I usually yes. think a relationship kryptonite or something. <laughs> yeah, he's a chemist. I went on, I just went on. <laughs> he could have been relationship xenon, which is a noble gas that does combine wow, with some things, but it's explosive. Yeah. Okay. Heck, listen to this. I went on two dates <clears throat> with a woman, had arranged a third over the holidays, but out of the blue, she texted me to say she's thought about it and decided we aren't compatible. <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> she's in good company <laughs> with every other woman I thought I had a connection with. I don't think they're wrong, so I must be. And no, I don't need to join a church or a dance class to meet women. Jesus is not going to be my wingman, and I've got two left. He's meeting them. He's meeting women. His problem is he goes on lots of first dates, never a second date. I can women. I can ask them out and get a yes. I just can't get them to find me attractive enough to pass that. There's something off about me. The only answer I've gotten to what that is is that I don't seem confident. I guess that makes it a circular Mm -hmm. problem since lifelong rejection leads to low confidence, and low confidence leads to lifelong rejection. I know this is supremely self-pitying. I just need to scream it out into mm-hmm. the void. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I would just say, bottom line is, you suck at dating. So you need to look at dating as a skill, and you need to get better at it. Because what you're doing is putting women off, and you need to get better at first dates so you don't put them off. And I think people like, I just want to be myself. I don't want to you know, try to be someone I'm not. That's what no they one say <laughs> when they're. That's um, the person no one likes. Don't. Be well, they don't know. So, when you meet somebody, you're like the cover of a book, okay? Because they don't know what's in the book. You have to get them to open the book and, and and go through it enough. And they don't like the cover, so they're not going through the book, okay? So you have to change the cover, how you look, how you behave, how you act, on the first date, and people hate looking at dating as a skill because they pretend that you know they just want to be themselves. But being yourself is not going to get you past the first date. And so I think the first thing is taking responsibility for being really crappy at dating instead of like, it's just something about me. No, it's your behavior. It's not who you are. It's what you do that is not good on your dating. Do you have another view of this or do you agree with me on this completely? I think you've got part of it. Here's something else I was thinking about recently is that every time you see people that are really obese and they're on those shows and they tell the doctor how much they eat, they Mm -hmm. always lie. So I was like, oh, I don't eat more than mm-hmm. anyone else. I'm guilty of this too. As someone who is chubby, I, I say that about myself all the time. And I keep a food journal and stuff. And it's like, I don't think I eat as much as I should for my weight. But it doesn't matter, right? So I'm like, oh, everyone lies. So I must be lying to myself, right? So I wonder here when he says, I go on a lot of dates. If it's Because his mm-hmm. definition of a lot of dates, it's like, what does that mean? The average man goes on, I think, two dates a year with a new woman. So two new, meets a new woman every six months. So this guy might mean, oh, I go on three dates a month or seven dates a year, right? Maybe I meet one woman a month. If you want to, for me to get good at dating, I had to go on 15 to 20 dates a week for mm-hmm. months. So, you- Well, I think that's a, a bar that nobody – you became a dating coach. You got really well, into it. You're like an aficionado, but we can't expect normal people to be like that. first dates to get good at it. So let's say you're going on one every six months. That means two a year. It takes you 50 years to get good. If you're going on one mm-hmm. a month, it's going to take you 10 years. If you're going mm-hmm. on one a week, it's still going to take you two years. 
if you're like me, if you're as bad as me. Mm-hmm. And you have to mm-hmm. approach it tactically. Some of the things he's saying are signs he's self-sabotaging, right? Like, I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to learn dancing. He's already making rule for a virgin. Here's an idea. Mm-hmm. You're a virgin. Why don't you shut up and do mm-hmm. whatever it takes, right? Why don't you use the old Marine mm-hmm. motto of overcome, adapt and overcome? I don't think if you're 35 and no one's ever kissed you or touched you, your first th- idea should be, well, here's the things I won't do. I, when I was. Well, yeah, it's again, it's your behavior. You're behaving badly. I think so you're not getting dates and you're behaving. I think it's a yeah. personality flaw, which is that, well, I want this, but there's things I'm not going to do. Cause I'm sure the list of things he refuses to do is longer than that. So I will just mm-hmm. say the thing about first dates is that everything you see in movies is a lie. And the, I, most people approach first dates, they go to a place they've never been before, like a restaurant you've never been before, and then you have no idea what you're going to talk mm-hmm. about. So it's completely random. And you're hoping that a bunch of random mm-hmm. variables pop up lottery numbers. That's how most people approach dating. So you don't have to yeah. change your personality Buying lottery so tickets. much as figure out which stories are interesting and which stories are boring to women. Which questions are interesting? Let me ask you this. One thing. Let's say you're advising him to do one thing differently on his first date. What would that be? Always take women to the same on the same first date. So build a perfect first date. So I would go to the same restaurant. Build a first date. Every single okay. and it does or I wouldn't do a restaurant, but if you have to do a restaurant, I would always do the same restaurant. So then I know all the waiters, so I know all the staff, so I know how the things work. I know what the bathroom is. Okay. Because I want to control the fire. So so you know what mine would be? My mine would be getting physical on yeah. the date. Yeah, I'm into that. I don't think he's getting physical. Oh what's that? Yeah, he's definitely not. He's not getting physical. So he's like a brother or a roommate. That's what they're saying. Now, this is interesting. So there's this, when women want to kiss a guy, they start sending the signal, and it lasts for about 20 minutes. You have a 20-minute window to give the, for the first kiss. At the beginning, she's like, I wonder wow. if he's going to kiss me. And then she starts to think, I want him to kiss me. And then she starts saying, is he going to kiss me? Why doesn't he want to kiss me? Does he think he's better than Something's me? Wrong. Yeah. I hate him. I never want to kiss him. Then there's anger. Because you don't want to admit that I like him and he doesn't like me. So you replace your desire with disgust or dislike. And that may be what's happening as well, right? Because he's not taking physical action. He's missing the signals. Because he's waiting for – I used to wait for, like, a woman to shoot a a flare in the sky. Like, what's the signal you want to be kissed? I'm like, you have a flare gun with you? Mm -hmm. Anything less than that, I'm not going to. It's way too late. So he may be – because he may be someone who is missing social cues – I don't know what I was saying. He probably is, right? And social cues are yeah. very, very hard. This is something that took me a really long time. I used to say to women, I said, listen, if you give me a subtle hint, I will miss it. If you want me to take you somewhere on your birthday, you have to be Well, w- women think they're giving you hints all the hints time. don't work. And they're, they're not picked up by men. Here's, yeah. here's the type of They just of don't hint. think that they If you want to get your up. birthday present, you order it from Amazon, and you wrap it, and then you write from me on it. That's how you get what you want for Christmas. That's... What you have to do sometimes, what, what's tricky is that sometimes we want the other person to do the, th- the behavior we want, and we want them to guess what behavior we want them to do. And that's really hard. Well, women want to pretend that they're being seduced, that it's not their idea. Uh, they want the man to be a bit assertive. And I would guarantee you, Jonathan, he's not being assertive on that date. 
and he should be leaning in and trying to give her a kiss and, you know, touching oh. her and, and one leads to another and he's not. He's just not escalating physically. Part of it is that I think as you get I think as you get older, it just gets harder because you have more and more years of a bad habit and a belief. You have more yeah. rejections. <laughs> like you're 27, it's tough. 35, it's tougher. I mean, he doesn't say never kiss. He just does say virgin. But, I mean... I think we're going to see more and more of this because oh, uh, yeah. perhaps, you know, a lot more because uh, women are so um, being gaslighted about how wonderful they are when they're young and how they don't have to worry. I, I've actually got a question on that right here. And this is the one. There's a crisis going on today in which most women are not able to pair bond with a man. Pair bonding is a psychological term for really being into a particular person. We once had a housekeeper and we had a dog that got sick. And she said, why don't you get a new dog? That one's sick. And like, she doesn't understand pair bonding. Well, <laughs> like, uh, no, we like this dog. We like this woman. You know, no, that's pair bonding. Pair bond to so, a dog. <laughs> but that's the other Not problem. to a dog. That was just an, an, that was an <laughs> example. Uh, so, so the person writing this says this includes um, dating apps, uh, social media, feminine, feminism are all contributing factors. High body counts, casual hookups are having a devastating effect on women. When a woman's body count starts to reach in the double digits, they become imprinted with every man they become intimate with. I don't really understand that. Um, and this doesn't include the dates where nothing sexual happens. So women become desensitized. This I agree with. And will sabotage relationship or cheat. There was a woman on YouTube at 400 dates in three years, and she didn't find a single guy that she liked. Okay, not pair bonding. So to add to that, women find that most men are unattractive, and since 2019, men looking for casual dates relationship is down 50%. I don't know if that's true, but that's what he says. He said over 30% of men uh, 19 to 26 haven't had sex with a woman ever, ever. And he said by the year 2030, over 40% of women will be single and not have a child. There's an epidemic of lonely males in America. There's no way out of this dilemma. What do you think about what he's saying? So there's two ways to hear that. One way to hear that is like, oh, we're doomed. And the other way to hear that is there's a huge opportunity for any guy that's willing to take a little action. I see this as there are so many guys who are playing video games and having AI girlfriends and hoping that they make sexy robots that the opportunity for any guy who wants more than that is huge. Because if you look at me, I'm at best a regular middle of the road looking guy. Most people usually say something meaner. Nobody looks at me and goes, oh, that guy's been with hundreds of women, right? I've dated supermodels and famous women. Of course not. Like, you wouldn't think that. But the confidence usually just means asking. Like, the number of women who will sleep with you, you go, hey, do you want to sleep with me, mm-hmm. is an astounding number. So confidence is a lot less than you think. So I hear – I understand why all those things are happening. I understand that we've created a culture right. that makes it a lot harder because now – Everyone's afraid of being accused of something. Everyone's afraid of being trapped in a dangerous situation. And women, are, women and men are both making a lot of bad decisions. It's not women all on their own. We've reached a phase where everyone blames women no. for everything bad they do. It's like, listen, all the women slept with 500 guys. 500 guys also slept with her. So, right, the, the whole thing. But not at the same time. Hilarious. You just, you know, but this whole thing of like, blaming women for everything it's like it's a mindset that is a killer 
It's a loser mindset because if you blame someone else for what you're doing, you're not going to be taking responsibility and therefore you're not fixing the issue. You have to be responsible and then you can fix it. Like we just had the guy who never had uh, sex or never had a successful date. He's 35 years old. It's his behavior that's the problem. If you're a guy and you're a young guy and you want to meet women, don't start going to those YouTube sites where they all complain about how awful women are. Then you're just going to go into that mindset yourself. You are the people around you and what you read, what you see. So you don't want to put those thoughts and those videos into your mind. You want to do things like uh, what we're doing. <laughs> Learn out of all these dysfunctional, awful relationships work and how to avoid them. Uh, and we'll give you good advice about how to meet women. And you're not going to be one of those you know, guys, loser guys that's on uh, YouTube complaining or this woman that's 500 guys and she's complaining. You... It's their behavior that's wrong. It's not anything and else. you can start at any time, right? You can start right now yeah. i started at 27 i didn't start young i didn't figure anything out you know i had yeah. all the bad stuff happen to me and it's easy to if if you're blaming women or blaming other people or blaming god that means you can't fix it if the problem was created by someone else the solution has to come from someone else so you have to take responsibility for your destiny yeah. and i think the opportunity for men right now is really actually bright because you're going to see what's yeah. happening is there's a mate. I think a lot of women are going to see as, cause there's all the women that are going to be hit 40 hit single and be like, nobody wants me. I don't have kids. Like I've been tricked. I'm really disappointed. I missed my opportunity. And you know, I, I feel bad for them. I don't think that's cool. I think that sucks, but a lot of young women are going to see that and go, Whoa. And there's going to be, a, I think a cultural shift. Usually culture shifts through liberals and back to conservatives. But I think it's going to shift back to people like, Oh, I want relationships. Like, yeah. Another thing that's really essential now is that you start uh, looking around you when you go on an errand or you go to the supermarket, look around you and start approaching women and just chatting with women just in person. Don't make it... uh, there's so much potential yeah, available just in talk this to right everyone. now. Here's the secret. Don't only talk to women because that feels weird. Yeah. But if you just talk to everyone, then it's not talk a big to everyone. Deal. Like just talk to the person at the checkout yeah. counter, then the person lying behind you all the time. The person in line, oh, you're like chatty Cathy 90, here, okay? Just chat with everybody. 90% of my opportunities came from lines. So when I go to a, I'll go to a bar, I was in the longest. Yeah. I always get in line behind women. <laughs> and it's idea. always a longer line because women order slow. <laughs> All these other guys are going to the short line. I'm like, yeah, I'll be here because I'm in the line. And often you don't have to do it. I know. Is that a female thing? I noticed that women order really slowly. I don't, I know they've had the menu the whole time they've been in line, but then they get to order and it's like, uh, um... I mean, yeah. Well, yes, because men only once you have a drink, you you always drink the same thing over and over again. Like I wouldn't go out and have six different drinks on the same night, would you? Mm, I might, but I decide quickly. You, you know what I've done? I've decided I would be decisive. So when I get a menu, I I, mean, I make a decision, a and that and spills like out in everything in my life. I make fast decisions, and then an Irish car bomb, like that. You would just go different <laughs> each time. Sounds like you well, get sick. So women will do that more because they're more adventurous in a okay. way. Whereas a man, once you have a drink, like a guy who drinks a Jack and Coke always drinks a Jack and Coke. And if you bring him a vodka Coke, he's like, what is this? Disgusting. Or Jack and Pepsi. Gross. That's what I mean. Guys, we, we, whatever we decide we like at 18, we lock in. So, or 21. So I think that's part of it, but it doesn't matter. I also, women's bathroom lines are way longer. It's because they're always washing their hands. Men don't wait so so get that. in lines, talk to everybody that you yeah, can. Let's do that. Um, smile to people, just have conversations with people, and then ask women out. Because once you start asking women out, 
it doesn't matter what you say or how you do it. Once you start doing it, it gets easier and easier to do it. And some women will say yes, and they will go out with you. You um, and and I think it's just something that you have to do. You know, there's a thing called you know that exposure therapy thing. Have you heard of, of that? So that's the thing that if you really, really have trouble with this, you can get on a meetup and you can find someone and they go out and they, they make you go up to a woman and, you know, ask, oh, can I kiss you or whatever it is? You'd be surprised. And then you can kind of get over oh, some of this stuff if you have a real problem with it. That's my first. Yeah. You started in a group no, like that? No, the very first thing I did. So I read this story about a friend of mine. Now, I met him years later. I didn't know him at the time. And he was like, oh, what you need to do okay. is where a dildo you can attach to your head. He said, you strap it on your head and oh, you obviously. go downtown and you talk to strangers. After about 30 minutes. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a, it kind of gets their no, attention, an, right? A little bit. Conversation no, 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 no. starter. It's an embarrassing. It's to, it's to break your it embarrassing. It's to give you exposure to embarrassment. Because at a certain point, you're so embarrassed by that, but then you just get over it. It's why those people. Yeah. So that's a form of exposure yeah. therapy. So what I did was, and this was. That's how I got really like well known because I wrote a blog post about it because I couldn't believe it worked. I had a pair of angel wings from an ex girlfriend that like ha- was in my stuff for some reason, like these white uh, wings. Don't and we all? So I put them on under my jacket and then went to this birthday party I was invited to. Okay. And it's in uh, outside London, but it's like really cold. And we get the thing about England is it's really cold outside, really hot inside. So it's like a 30 degree differential. So you go inside and I'm just sweating. The wings are under my jacket. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, they couldn't no, see. No, 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 they're under my jacket, and I'm thinking about it, and I go, you gotta do it, you gotta do it, you gotta do it, and I'm like, really, and I'm so yeah. hot, I finally pop them out, and this guy I'm friends with goes, <laughs> f this, and never spoke to me. But here's the thing, at that birthday party, the girl who I don't know this guy, her hot best friend came home, and we slept together, and it was like, I can't believe this works. I, I was because I, I was so I outside my comfort zone, there was nothing left. I couldn't be more uncomfortable. I pe- I yeah. was like, I couldn't do that. I'm not putting a deal in my It's too far. So I don't want to give people like an insane, no. like you, you have to do something like that, wearing a dildo. My experience was I went outside my comfort yeah. zone. And once I was there, once I was wearing something I was uncomfortable with, which is angel wings, I look like a big fat idiot. I no longer was afraid of anything because it was already, I couldn't get more uncomfortable. I'd already peaked. I'd maxed out. I was 10 out of 10 in the uncomfortableness and the awkwardness. So the exposure, you just yeah. have to find whatever version. I've seen a version of it where you go out with a friend, you give the friend $10, $20 bills and eat of your money, and you get them back each time you talk to a woman. Some That, that doesn't work on me. I've never done that one, but I know some people works for. So you have to find what works for you. Yeah. You can go together. You can get together these meetup groups where they do meet, and then they have these different yeah. challenges. They don't even – you don't necessarily know what they are. And they're usually involving, you know, they involve going out to people saying weird things, asking if a hug. And you'd no, be surprised at how much you can do. And then once you do that, that, it's easier. And you have to find what works for you. So yeah. it can be something else, yeah. but you yeah. just want to do, get used to doing things outside your comfort zone, whether it's saying things or talking to people right. or wearing angel wings or whatever is just a little uncomfortable for you. Because you'll find out that despite the internet telling you that every woman is horrible, 99% of women are amazing. They're really kind and they're really... So I, I'm going to also give you something else, Jonathan. I agree with you, 100%. They are amazing. And you're not going to get too much bad stuff. And if you, But I think that a lot of people have FOMO these days. A lot of younger people have fear of okay. missing out. That interferes with their ability to form a relationship or anything. And I think that every time you practice making quick decisions, like I said that I do a quick decision when I look at a menu, every time you make 
the practice of making quick decisions, you get better at it, and then it overcomes some of your FOMO. And I think that that is what keeps people from going out. It keeps people from asking women out. It keeps people frozen in this thing because they're afraid that they're going to be doing something and they'll miss out on something else. And they're, they tend to be very indecisive and alone. So that's my thought about it, actually. I think there's a real tie-in between the two. I think very interesting. I think that because indecisiveness is so unattractive in and of itself. Like there's yeah. nothing worse in, in a man. anyone. You ever, has this ever happened to you? Your yeah. wife says, let's go out to dinner tonight. And you go, great, where do you want to go? And she's like, you choose. And you pick a restaurant, she goes, not there. And you go, okay, what, what, what do you want? Italian, Japanese, Mexican, what do you want? You pick anything you want. Okay, no. how about X? Are no, I don't want to eat X. Yeah. Well, you said it's like an unwinnable game. <laughs> you said anywhere I want, and then you're knocking down all yeah. my suggestions. Yeah, indecisiveness is very. It's 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 a core problem. That w- there's a there's a concept called keystone right. habits, and a keystone habit is something that if you change, everything changes. And I think decisiveness is a keystone habit. Yeah. And men who are alone are indecisive very often, almost so, all the time. They can't make up a, de- yeah, make a decision. I'm a big believer in a good decision now is better than a better decision later. A lot of people right. get caught up and they're like, well, what if I choose the wrong restaurant? What if I ask the wrong girl out? I've done that before. Like I've walked to two women. I've walked up and here's one of my old lines. I was like, I learned this from my friend. I go, excuse me, on a scale of one to 10, how single is your friend? One being so single, thank God I walked over <laughs> before she killed herself. 10 she's been she's in a serious relationship and she's never thought about cheating until i walked up every time i do that and i ask a woman about her friend i always end up liking the woman i asked first but i've already tanked myself i've already ruined it because i've asked her about her friend and i go oh your friend's terrible now i like you but it's too late so you just try to say really silly things and just get outside your comfort zone and make fast decisions because no decision is always worse than a bad decision right so, yeah, w- w- exactly. When I learned how to cook, I decided that I didn't want to have to measure. <laughs> I wanted to be able to eye things like teaspoons, tablespoons. And so I did learn that. And that's what I ended up doing. And it's like if you end up just saying anything you want, just just getting sick, uttering whatever comes to your mind. Eventually, you'll be really good at that. You'll get really good at that. And you'll be very interesting and charming to women because you never know what you're going to say. And they never know what you're going to say. And that's really cool and exciting. So you just have to blurt out something and not be in your head. And even if it's really stupid, that's how you learn. So what's the next question we have? I accidentally unmatched with someone great. Should I still show up on our planned date? (laughs) I was talking to someone really lovely, a guy named Andrew, who, like me, was looking for Mm -hmm. a serious relationship. We planned a date, sushi on the 28th. I accidentally unmatched him, but I hadn't gotten his number because I wanted to meet in person first just to be safe. I still really want to go on the date with him. I tried posting like well, just match him again. I don't understand. Should I show up? And it's like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what are the? Uh, this is the question for me. If you match with someone you want to date, and then they unmatch you, and they said, "I'm not giving my phone number to a meet in person," and then they unmatch you, would you show up at the date? <laughs> no, no, no. I just love that one. She That's did ridiculous. solve it. She goes, "I deleted my account, created a new one, refound him by swiping everyone, and matched him and connected." Yeah, it just shows you the lengths that someone is willing to go for love. Remember that. This is a very big takeaway right here. She started and she deleted her account, starts a new account, goes through lots and lots of guys just to find this person that she liked. Just think about that. They will, you know, all that stuff if she's too busy. Anytime a woman is 
<laughs> it's the question is, is she too busy if it's Brad Pitt or whatever movie star you want to pick? When if she's younger, maybe younger movie star, right? Yeah. And that's the difference. It's like not really. Because even for me, right, there are certain things that I'm busy right now. I'm on this call with you, but there are certain things yeah. that we can't. Hey, I gotta go. Well, let's say Elon Musk called you. Okay, you'd probably take the call, and I wouldn't be offended. Yeah, I have a policy with billionaires is that I always answer because if you okay, don't, okay. they can send someone to make okay. you answer. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So any, yeah. So so the point is, you remember this this woman who went to such great lengths to go out with a guy she doesn't even know. And you think about that because this is really incredibly important takeaway, how much women are willing to do. And next time she says that she's too busy, you know what too busy means. It doesn't mean she's too busy. That's a hint. She's too busy for you, but she's not too busy for someone else. Yeah. A lot of guys complain about women flaking, which is where they cancel plans last minute or don't show up. And that's what that means. Right. And the reason that happens is because they got a better offer. They have yeah. most women on a Saturday night. What they do is they look at all of their options. They'll have like four, like a date here and this and that. And they'll just choose. Oh, I wrote yeah. one date with this guy. Well, I think what the reason it happens is you didn't sink the hooks in enough yeah. strongly enough where she really wants to go out with You're you. You're not. Yeah. I had a interesting incident this week. I had somebody that I was going to hire to, to do some work around our, our uh, office. And uh, she was supposed to show up at 1130 and 1130 oh comes God. and she's not here. And I get a text. She says, oh, I stuck in trap, whatever. I said, don't show up. We're done. Okay. And she says, really? I go, yes, that's the end of this. And the reason is because, you know, 1130 means 1130 to me. And if somebody's on the very first date, it's not going to be there or going to be late. I don't want to find out how late they're going to be on the second or the third. And just because it's an employment situation doesn't mean it doesn't apply to dating. It applies to everything. You have to have a sense of your own value. And be valuable. And I think that's the key for women to see you as valuable when you see yourself as valuable. Yeah. I think that's a real critical thing today. A lot of men don't see themselves as valuable. Their women don't want to go out with them and they find better offers from a guy who thinks they're more valuable. How do you make yourself more valuable as a man? So there's a couple of areas. The first is confidence. So the reason most men have no confidence is because we feel like we're not in control of anything. I can't control if women like me. Mm -hmm. I can't control right. my job. My boss controls my job. I can't control my apartment. I rented. So if you have that mindset, it's all connected. You feel like you're untethered. You're a boat that's not attached okay. to anything. So my philosophy right. has always been this. Is always this is what I've always believed for like the last 15 years. I've been teaching this is that you start with a small mm -hmm. room. I like to you clean your bathroom so that no matter what happens, you know mm -hmm. that the bathroom looks awesome. You come home from work, you walk in there, the bathroom mm -hmm. looks good, right? You leave for work, you know that you're at work, you go, I know, whatever else in the world, there's one thing I know, that the bathroom is in, that if a girl comes <laughs> over, okay. she'll see that toilet and not leave because it won't gross her out. That's the first. In fact, you want to tell her to go into the bathroom. Yeah. Okay? When, as soon as she gets to the front door, the send bathroom. her into the bathroom. And then you do, then you gotta see then this. you do your bedroom. Then you do the hallway to yeah. your bedroom, so you can go through the front door to your bedroom, the bathroom. Then you do the like you you expand, but it starts with the bathroom. Then you do your car. Yeah, the number of guys whose cars are gross. It's like, what are you thinking? And then they clean the car when they have a date. I used to be like this in high school. Oh, I have a date. I'm going to clean the car. It's like your car should always be ready. Me too. You have to be because the reason you're not ready is you're expecting no chance of success. If you don't have a condom, in your pocket, you're expecting. If failure. you don't have a condom in your pocket right now, yeah. you're not expecting sex. Right? You're expecting to not need it. So 
that's it's the cub scout always be prepared thing right so if you're always you're training your mind because the way you train is the way you'll act on the field perfect practice makes perfect that's the secret so you have to act like it's always a possibility and then it becomes more likely so that's where your confidence comes from people and then it's you do things that make you more attractive you can change your there's a huge amount of science about your face shape and your haircut. My uncle was a genius. And he used to say, I see these women with the most beautiful haircuts, and then they have a pair of glasses that make them look like a cow. They went to the optometrist, and he gave them a pair of glasses that doesn't fit their face, and it makes them look terrible, and I hate it so much. I thought it was so interesting because I never thought about that, but there's not every pair of glasses looks right on every person. So people have a heart shape or a diamond shape or whatever, right? And it's the same thing for your hair and then there's are you uh, warmer cool tones or spring or summer tones there's a lot you can do okay so 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 all that is good and i think hair like we've talked about you go to a really really good hairstylist once you pay a lot of money you get a really great haircut take photos of it and then bring it to your supercuts yeah. person the next time around or whatever you know but the thing you could do immediately that has a tremendous effect on increasing your value is by basically uh putting your stomach in a little bit, not a huge amount, standing up straight, putting your head up, not excessively, but like this, if there's a balloon that's pulling your head up slightly, I think that's a good way of visualizing it, a balloon. That makes you much, much bigger. And then you walk, like, you know, spread your arm, uh, a little bit of a swagger, how you walk, okay? This body language is very powerful testosterone-producing body language, which makes you feel and act more valuable and it just takes a moment you're not wrong posture's always been hard for me i got a new one for you okay it's man or woman if they're married they're in their 30s they're part of a group of friends with two other couples and the other two couples both split up and then one pair got together and then they're having a baby and the wife is like i will not be friends with them i hate them you have to choose me or them mm-hmm. and there's all the internal workings of why the two other relationships didn't work out, right? But it's like the wife has made it the hill she's willing to die on. She's like, I do not want those people in my life, da-da-da. And what do you think is the right move here? Because there's the school of thought, which is I have to side with my wife no matter what because she's the person I live with. And then the other side is these are my friends. How can I give it to my wife to come over to the side? I think it's interesting that the wife is um, laying down the law pretty much saying, if you're still friends with those people, I'm going to leave. Isn't that kind of what she's saying? Feels like it. She's saying that this is it. Yeah. So I feel that that's probably a good reason to lose her anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> something there, wrong with her. Isn't there another wife in the friend really? group you can think of date, right? Because isn't there one wife left? There's three couples. I yeah. Mean... <laughs> uh, yeah, you got another one there. I mean, really, that's a very serious problem when some a woman lays down the law like that and it's awfully stupid to, to die on this particular hill for this particular stupid reason. On the other hand, if it were me, I probably would just give up those people and say, okay, it's fine. If you feel that that's important to you, since I love you, I will. Yeah, it's so I want my wife to support me even when I'm wrong. Right. Like if I'm in a restaurant making a scene, I yeah. want her to storm out with me. Yeah. So, and this right. is the price for that. I think that the wife is like, listen, they their relationship's built on a foundation of cheating or adultery or whatever, and I, I don't want that around us, and it's contagious, fine. Mm-hmm. And sure. I also, I mean, to me, having 
like once you're married, your friend groups change. Like, I don't know. It's strange to me to be like, well, these are, you know, we've always been the three couples, but then this couple, just because this couple broke up and then turned into a new couple doesn't mean we stopped being friends. Here's what I know. Here's a lesson I learned. This is the biggest lesson. You, you get couples friends when sometimes. When I was in my 20s, I knew that a girl's boy. I found out that a girl's boyfriend was cheating on her. My friend was the one who found out and he told me, and he goes, I was like, what are you going right. to not say? Any-? He goes, I'll never say anything. Because I told the girl, because I was like, oh, you're supposed to do the right thing. I'd say, but that was a huge mistake. All that she did was stop friends with me and just believe right. the guy when he said, I'm not cheating on you. So, I mean, the other side of it is your friend will say, well, why didn't you tell me that you, she was what, cheating on me and you knew all this time? Once you know that one, that two people you're friends with, one of them is yeah. cheating on the other, your friendship is over with both of them. There's no, there's a, you're in a no-win scenario. You're going to lose. So th- this is kind of like the, the, the wake that you leave, like a boat of cheating. It, it leaves this horrible thing behind you it. You have um, this huge... But but I also think there are there's a lot of friendships aren't really friendships when it comes to couples or couple friendships yeah. right I don't know if you have this in your marriage you get together people because your wife likes the wife but you get together you know she do you have that she usually doesn't it's usually I like the husband and she's like I don't like the wife I know what you're talking about well in, in any yeah. case we do that mostly because we're like normal people yeah you I mean know? you um, that's <laughs> the thing is that it's like so for me. And so, and so I wouldn't, I don't necessarily have anything to talk about with a husband too much. I mean, it's fine. We're companions. Yeah. Well, it's okay. We'll have a, a drink or a cigar together, but I don't particularly, I wouldn't be my friend if it wasn't my wife being you friends like with have the, over the if, wife. You don't you hang know? out if the wife's not there. Yeah. Never. Uh, it's because it's not really my friend. It's a couple's friend. I have my own friends that are my friends and they're not, you know, they're not couple friends and she has some friends too. Yeah, like that's that. what I, that, maybe that's what I mean is that like, yeah. I would never... Like, I'm friends with you, but I wouldn't hang out me, my wife, you, and your wife. That would be weird. Because it would create a scenario where they have to talk to each other. I'm like, what's the point of creating that? Yeah, and they're probably, exactly. But you know, the other side of it is women are tend to be more social than men. And they, so women will, you know, they want a couple friends. Like, I'm glad my wife has a couple friends. And I'm happy to participate um, because she, she needs friends and she needs yeah. couple friends. And it doesn't matter to me if I don't relate so much to the guy. I don't care that much. How about this one? My girlfriend slept with another guy after we started dating, and I just found out about it. I'm a 21-year-old man. She's a 20-year-old female. I met my new girlfriend while I was out at a club, and we hit it off, and she ended up giving me her number. A few days texting back and forth, we went on a fantastic date and really clicked by her own admittance. I love when people say stuff like that. (laughs) She confessed she had a good time. I like admittance. It's a good word. We had another date during the same week, which also went really well. She asked me to an event. It was about three weeks out, so I thought she was really committed to me from the beginning. So they go on two dates, and she says, let's go out again in three weeks. <laughs> and turns out two days after. <laughs> what about the other? What about the, the three weeks be- between well, now and the date? Two, I mean, what about two, dates then? Two days after our second date, she slept with another guy she had seen one other time. And she has perfect right to. We're close to four months now, and I just found out about this, and it hurts a lot. While we weren't officially together, I love when people say officially. No, you're, that means you weren't together. There's no officially, right? <laughs> We based our anniversary. Oh, listen to this. We based our anniversary on when we started dating. So knowing this, it feels like that day is a sham. You've been together four months. You already have an anniversary. Anniversary is once a year. Like you're doing a month anniversary. She's been nothing but loyal since, and everything in our relationship is fantastic. But it does bother me a lot that she went and did this and kept it from me for so long. She should have kept it from him forever. She should have shut her mouth. Yes, of course she should have. She should never She's have told really him anything. beating herself up about it, and it feels terrible that she did. Does anyone have any advice on can get over this? Yeah, get over it. So 
Get you, over it. Yeah, you don't really have any official. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't a couple. You weren't in a committed, exclusive relationship at that point, were you? No. So what do you, do you expect? You have to give, every time you start a new relationship, a list of all the people you've slept with and how many partners you've had and all of that stuff. I've been with this many people. I've done this many things. I've done that. I haven't done that. No, of course not. You're, it's all your business, not... It's not the other person's I business. It's yours. You don't want to share that information. How many people no. my wife has been with? It's Why like, should you? I don't want to know. No, I don't care. There's I don't no want to hear an answer. Right? There's no answer. It's nothing good. And, nothing good will come of that no, question. And it's like, why would you? There's no. But this guy went out twice. Okay, it's not. He doesn't have any right to expect any exclusivity. They didn't but have an exclusive relationship. So what's the problem here? Anniversary, I guess. <laughs> Like, that's my favorite part. Is like, I, I, I think that um, I love that. I think. <laughs> well, your your thinking is a sham. Okay, your thinking is a sham because there's nothing. And if you don't get all offended, if you get over your being offended and you just pretend like it's fine, it'll become fine. And she might really dig on you, and you might develop an exclusive relationship. So don't throw it all away by being I don't an idiot. Think she's his girlfriend now. So unless you say, no. "I want to be exclusive." Because I've dated women before who go, I dated this one woman. She goes, I don't want to be exclusive. And I go, okay. And I mean, that was the craziest month of my life. I just hit numbers I never thought were possible because I go, and I kept saying it to her. And she was like, oh, this guy's so beta. And I was like, no, I just feel bad because I slept with, I wanted, that was the month I slept with 30 women in one month. And it was a February. Well, you, you knew you had a backup all the time, right? It was kind of fun to have a something in your pocket well, there you could I, always no, go to. No, I was like, because it's the only thing that will stop me. I was like, I'm not trying to limit you. I'm trying to put you in, make it very clear. But I'm saying it's it's ideal to have a woman you're dating and having sex with, and she, and it's okay to have it with other people. because And you're very confident because you know yeah. you have a woman that's so, waiting for you, and it's very attractive and easy yeah. to be confident. So you have to, this is so important, is you have to codify. We're so afraid to say, Things like, do you want to? <laughs> not in the second date, though. My That's too soon. You can just say it. Like, it's not. Just say the things you want. Like, hey. Yeah, I, I mean, you could. I would say the second date is too soon. I would say well, no, what happened for those three weeks. I mean, there's a lot of questions here. Someone else, it's, it's too soon. So, <laughs> the fact pattern here is not favorable to the guy. But if they had five or six dates. And he might say, hey, you know what? I'd like you to be my girlfriend. I'll be your boyfriend. We'll be exclusive. We won't see each other people. What do you think about that? That would be a you thing just have, to say at that You point. have to know That's as a man feels. that women are always dating multiple guys. Women always have multiple guys on the, on the go, and then they only go exclusive when this guy is like, oh, this is a winner from the group. Especially if the more attractive a woman is, mm -hmm. the more shenanigans she has going on. And you guys – Guys date, what is it, one at a time? Is that linear? One after or sequential? And women date all the same time. So mm -hmm. a guy yeah. will... They're in parallel. Oh, I'm to date with a woman. And he'll start acting exclusive way sooner. That's Men are more romantic. Perfect example. This is yeah. a perfect example. So yeah. I, I always think of it like the stove. Woman has all these pots on the back burners. she got front burners. She's moving the pots around. Each of the guys she's in her life is like one of those mm -hmm. pots, you know? Guys don't look at it that way. Women do. So here's one I think you're going to find interesting. I'm a 26-year-old woman. My 28-year-old male fiancé told me I wouldn't be able to pull anyone else, and I'm offended, which means like attracting anyone else. Like you can't get anyone besides me. And so what? I Oh, this is a good one. I like this. This is a good tactic, I think. So the guy says to his fiancé, he goes, I'm the, you can't get anyone else. 
This is it. My gosh. My, I can't imagine anything oh, more I offensive. I say that all the time to my wife. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is a well, classic. This is a perfect. You're, you're, you're having fun with this, our no, This I, is I, a perfect I mean, backfire to set, to backdraft scenario so that you don't have a big fight. Because this is like a small fight. Okay. Well, this is your petite yeah, fight perfect idea. Fight because, of course, she's going to get upset. But also, you don't – you. this is a very confident thing to say, right? Now, obviously – I would never – it's mean. I don't yeah, like to be mean. Well, I wouldn't say mean it's all about things. tone, right? You, this can be said in a way of like I want to isolate a woman and so that she's addicted to me. Like it can't be a crazy person thing. I know that. But if you just say it in the right way of like I'm the best you can do, it's very confident, right? You'll never have another guy with a four-and-a-half-inch penis. Yeah. It's just like listen, you know – I have a. I don't. I don't want to fully make her really believe it. We just want to be like, listen, this is as good as it gets. Don't waste your time with other guys. Like that's a that's a confident place instead of being like, oh, I'm so nervous. Cause I know any guy who wants you could have you. That's a breakup thing to say. That's the. Oh, I totally agree with you, but I wouldn't be insulting either. Or offensive. I just think that's offensive. It's unless you're it's kidding or you're saying it a certain way. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Oh. Um, no. I'm going to give Wait, you some because she did. Oh, go ahead. She had a dream about dating a famous okay. actor. When she woke up, she told him. Mm-hmm. Well, now mm-hmm. that's different. See that now it's you done started it. Oh, you had a Brad Pitt dream. Now I got to say something to shut that down. That's a whole new ball game. I got to make sure she doesn't start thinking that dream was a prophecy. So it's not like okay. he said it out of the blue. Here's the secret. Don't tell people your dreams. What a dumb move. Just keep that to yourself. I I think it's quite delightful to be interested in your partner's sexual attractions and participate in the fantasy that she might have about other people. I think it could be very, very nice. So, you know, she could tell you about the Brad Pitt dream and it could lead to having a nice uh, sexual you escapade. The, you wear like a Brad uh, whatever. Pitt It's like non-threatening that way. See, that's the confidence you're talking about. Would you wear, would you, Great. Would fan, you wear think the Brad about, Pitt outfit or something? <laughs> I have the Halloween mask, so I, that's enough, okay. you know. Here's a weird one for you. This is so right. bizarre, but, you know, we talk about, we had a virgin thing, so this is sort of similar, but married 28 I'm years still a virgin. since high school. No. Still a virgin. Uh, it was rough, okay? He, and he says, I stepped out of my on my marriage during, I guess that means he cheated. That's, yeah. He stepped out on a marriage. That's the new one on me. Okay, so then she decides to step out. He says, military term, I got jodied. Didn't help she was hanging around single moms going out. So during her stepping out, she became pregnant. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. She hasn't had a steady job. She has a depression. She's never staying on medications. She's very, uh, um, mental problems, I guess. And he says, so what do I do now? He cheated first. Yeah. Right about it's fair play, man. And they have such a good marriage that they've never had sex. Oh, that I thought that was you were joking. Wait, so they were weird. together for... Tw- no, I wasn't joking. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's not true. They were married 28 years. Oh. Everything was... Uh, he yeah. cheated on her. Then she cheats on him. She gets pregnant. That's the story. I mean... Okay. So he's wondering well, what to do. Isn't it... This is what you get, right? You shoot... You fire a gun at someone. Don't be surprised when they fire back, right? Turnabout's fair yeah. play, as they say. So it's like you caused this scenario. Now, 
the pregnant thing, obviously, that's an escalation. She took it a level up. Like, I guess that's why the guy earlier was like, unprotected makes it worse. I mean, yeah, I think true. that you now it's a different game because you have another person in play, right? You have the other guy and you have a baby situation. So, yeah, and I a guess baby. You yeah. talk to the guy about, I don't know, moving into the guest room and then you figure out which one of you is going to have be the dad yeah. and which one's going to be the husband and you just make it a, make yeah, it a try. I agree with you. You have to, if, if the you know, a lot of pregnancies end uh, early, but if it continues to term and she has the baby, you know, you have to do what's right for the baby. So, and yeah. I mean, hopefully you will. You, if you don't want to be the dad for this baby and it's not your baby, get out now, like leave as early as possible. Let this other guy be the dad. If the other guys want to be the dad, Let's put the baby up for adoption. Yeah. There's way more people yeah. that want to adopt than there are babies available for adoption for newborns. So that's like way more. Okay. I got one for you. This is the one I was thinking about. 36 years in marriage, never had sex with my wife. At first, I wasn't too bothered about it since, you know, it wasn't a worry about pregnancy. But she was unable to allow any penetration when we did try. So we get into our 50s. She's happy to never talk about it again. I thought this was the weirdest thing, but I bet you it's more common than one thinks. Okay, so I, now I really want a physical bond, but she doesn't want to want to do it. I think it's a healthy desire and an element of a relationship, but uh, she doesn't feel that way. So what do I do? Um, she doesn't seem to realize the connection between the sexual component and other parts of marriage. She's got a great body, great personality. She looks 20 years younger than she is, as do I. We're in our 50s. I'm an athlete. We're physically active. We have a great... We have a great setup for sex, but there isn't any. So what do I do? I feel cheated. Yes, it's... you are cheated. Why would you put up with a relationship like that? So... Anyway, why would you put up with it for a week, let alone 36 yeah, it's years? It's so late in the game to bring this up. You know what I mean? It's like she's like, well, for 30 years you haven't wanted this. Yeah, thing. so late in the game. Sometimes I'm trying to figure out what they're doing other stuff. Like, oh, she can't do that, so she's doing hand stuff or blowjobs. But it sounds like mm-hmm. I'm not. Sounds like yeah, nothing. Well, it's... yeah, I couldn't tell that at first. So. I think that here's the deal. She, you're not gonna ch- change a relationship this deep in. Well, let, let me shit. let me just say something on this. Okay, key point: she's close to this guy. She would not be close to another guy. Yeah, that's the key too point. Late. Yeah, you... the, but but I'm saying that it's not like she's turned off to sex. She's turned out turned off to sex with her husband. That's I think the husband. point. Husband's Don't a think weird she... word to use in this situation. It's a roommate. Yeah. It's yeah. one of them is, I mean, one of them is gay, right? Like this sounds like that type of marriage. Like, a... Yeah, I don't understand how anyone can live with a woman through anyway. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I put up with her being mad once a month for an entire week, but I don't get any upside. Yeah. I, it's very I for strange it. yeah. to be like, <laughs> I'm in my to. 50s and now I'm horny. Just get a new wife. That's easier. There's a certain. Yeah, that's all. There's, there's no option. There's no option. It's so much easier yeah. to start over and just then to try yeah. and shift all the baggage. Yeah. Because it's so strange. But don't ever tell your next girlfriend about this. Never no. tell her that. Never tell yeah, anyone. Don't tell this. your history or lack of. Yeah, never do. You, nope. I yeah, because you're taught like I used to ask girls their body count and stuff before I knew better, and then I was like. It's no upside because you're taught that, like to be like, oh, you want to make sure you know someone's not wild. You want to like, kind of. Well, anyway, she just lies. So what's it doesn't you give you any information. Take, it makes you, you look like a beta person. You like you care. Three, and take a number of woman gives you, and you multiply by three. That's... 
Yeah, like, why would I care, really? Like, that's my yeah, attitude. You just don't I don't know care. better. So you're just taught I'm, these things by crap magazines, and then you just... Yeah. Well, these internet YouTubers are just all over the place. These bitter men telling men on YouTube, they have hundreds of thousands of followers, how awful women are and how their body counts. Are. It's just, it's uh, such negative programming. It just gets in your head. I got one for you. My girlfriend refuses to pay for anything. Okay. We're both 26. I tried to explain to her that we've been together for six months and I, it's not sustainable. I don't make enough money to pay for everything she wants and me. Mm-hmm. I cover expenses from tickets to concerts to snacks to Ubers to dinners. Even when we're on a trip to the grocery store, she'll grab a bunch of stuff and throw it in the cart and then expect me to pay. While I've treated her, I'm starting to feel a strain as a different, I can't keep up mm-hmm. with it. And it's different from past relationships. My friends' experiences where things are split more evenly. Recently, this led to disagreements and it creates a sense of distance in our relationship with us spending more time apart. Sure. I haven't seen her in two weeks and we keep arguing about this on the phone. She said, if you're, if you're going to make me pay, I'm good. So she, if she has to pay for stuff, she doesn't want it. He said, "This is a partnership." She's a, if she if you have to pay for things, I'm good. I don't really understand a, what that I, means. I'm not exactly sure, but it's not a cool way of talking. So whatever it is, it sounds low. It sounds not nice. So one person can't carry the burden. We have to. So he's he thinks he's in a partnership. Um, how can I say this mm-hmm. gently? Uh, you're dating an escort. He's in a financial relationship, not a romantic relationship. And yeah. And as soon as he stops paying out the money, she stops wanting yeah. to be around she, him. And he's that's a the sugar daddy, even though the same age, because she's like, you have to pay for my chips and all of this. And you have to decide what you're kind of, because he's like, oh, my friends and their girlfriends, I'll split everything. Even Every relationship's different, whatever. Like my wife doesn't pay for anything. I pay for everything. She doesn't work. But, but, but here's something that could happen, okay? You could be dating a woman and she goes through a period of unemployment, that's, that's temporary. And because you want to go out with her, you go out with her and you pay. That doesn't mean you go to nice places. You go to cheap places. She doesn't put stuff in your basket because that would, she'd be ashamed of doing that. But you may pay so that you can be with her and you know she doesn't have the money. That's a different right. story than this. Does that make sense, Jonathan? Isn't that a different story? Yeah, this is like... This is sugar daddy kind of thing, basically. And it's a low-end sugar daddy relationship. I mean, very it's like low Doritos end. instead of diamonds, but it's also like he's kind of... <laughs> yeah, but same thing. <laughs> Don't fall... What is it? Don't fall in love with your escort? Is that one? Is that a saying? So... That should be a saying. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. It's like people... He's like, here's a list of 50 red flags. What should I do? Uh, what, <laughs> Leave? You have 50 red flags here. She doesn't sound nice. I don't know. And also it's like, this is a thing. This is something I went through in my twenties is like, you're seeking a partnership and the woman isn't. So you are trying to create something she doesn't want. Like she's not looking for a partnership because her behavior is not the behavior of someone who's looking for that. Her behavior is someone who is a mercenary. Yeah. Okay. I, here's one. I love my wife, but it's Uh-oh. been weird lately. She's been picking fights over the littlest oh. things. Back um, no, I'm interested. Okay, is that surprising? That's something That's you right. were talking about. Yeah, and and I'm being made to be the bad guy when I express how I feel hurt about stuff. And now I admit our sex life has been lacking in the last month. Work stressors, financial stressors, overall life has taken over. She's been sniffing my clothes and became accusatory of how my clothes smell like another woman. Today I promised to make love to her when I got home. She was excited, blah, 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 blah. However, um... She accused me of wanting to go back to work early. I'd taken off work early so we could make love. But I, she said, oh, you just want to go back to work early. 
Okay, so anyway, she starts an argument. Now I'm just not happy. I don't have a social life. I used to smile and joke. Now I'm grouchy. I'm unpleasant. I just don't have fun anymore. You know, why is this going on every day? I can't believe this is going on. I haven't cheated, but she keeps saying that I have. Part of me wants to leave, but I can't afford it. So, do you think she, <laughs> think the wife is uh, Yeah, I think so. That's exactly what I was thinking. I would think that, except for she keeps saying, she's saying, you're not banging me enough. So that's the thing that's throwing me off here. At first I thought that when she's doing all the right. accusations, but she's like, come home from work. And then she's like, all you're thinking about is work while you're banging me. So it's like kind of a weird one because it sounds like she is not getting her sexual needs met, which we don't get that often. I like this one. She also may be feeling that he's not emotionally sharing with her either. And she feels like he's uh, got a life outside of the marriage that she doesn't know about. And she's feeling like she wants to be more of a part of his overall life and that something's wrong so because she isn't. So for a lot isn't. of women, they will use bedroom as a barometer of the relationship. If the bedroom time goes down, they will assume you're not attracted to me anymore or you have someone else. This guy... Right. Even yeah, if the reason has nothing to do with that. Situation. This guy... I, because I, so I don't think she's cheating because she's like demanding more sex. Usually when you're cheating, you... Right. Don't, that's the one thing you don't do anymore. This guy needs to fucking smash. Like that's the long and the short of it. This guy needs to just lay the pipe, and he needs to just. And it's like sometimes you just have to do that. What does laying the pipe mean? Uh, you know, you lay your pipe inside of her. You have to go. Oh, okay, got it. It's a euphemism. You have to go doing like, the deed. Really, okay. you know, you just have to do. That's what's missing here, right? And it's like, oh. You have to have wild, passionate time yeah, in the bedroom, basically. this guy just has basically. to get his game. Show her how much you love her physically. She's like, the fact that she's saying, oh, you just want to finish fast and go back to work is like, and he's yeah. like, oh, I want to leave my wife because all she wants to do is bang me. Like, what is wrong with this dude? Like, he's got a good situation. You just got to. Well, I think what he's upset about is she's continually well, accusing him of cheating. Cheating, 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 cheating. And so after a while, he's going, no, what do I need this for? I'm not answer. cheating. I'm not getting the benefits the of cheating. Answer. He goes, if I was cheating yeah. on you, could I do this? Uh, yeah. You In other words, it's... Um, no, I've got three body in the chamber. Right? You go, how can I do back to back? Yeah. Right? We're doing a double header. Right. And it's like, that's how you know, because that's the, what she's really mm -hmm. saying. Because she doesn't think he's cheating. She goes, that's just a, well, you don't have energy for me. You must be spending mm -hmm. it somewhere else. That's kind of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great observation. Okay, it. good one. Okay, do you have, have, uh, you have any? time for one more? Yep. Uh, yeah, I've just okay. got one more here. Um, this is a long-term relationship, 15 years. I noticed that everything was slowly eroding. It was sort of about the kids. It was about this or that. It was like a roommate vibe. And I was always initiating. Okay. So um, we had gotten married when we were young. And we didn't do anything sexually until we were married. But I think that was probably a mistake. Okay. But we don't, either of us have much relationship history or other partners because we got into life together really early. And we have a good partnership as far as that goes. Goals, ambitions, kids, beliefs, values. But there's just no desire, okay, for me on her part. She doesn't want me. And I, I'm in good shape. I've been two years of solid diet, exercise. I'm in great shape. I've got a lot of potential. 
But whenever we're in bed, she has these rules, these things she won't do, these inhibitions. So (laughs) even flirty fun doesn't exist anymore. She's mad at innuendos. It's just everything about anything about sex seems to be weird now. And I want to be wanted and I want to change this around. Is there just a basic fundamental incompatibility here where I should just move on? This is hard because we don't know what the rules are. Like if he's like, why won't she do anal, right? Or why can't I pee on her? Then, right, it's one thing. And she's like, we, if that, if, but if the rule yeah. is, but if the rule is no eye contact, that's the opposite end of it, right? Like it's two different, so yeah. because we don't know the rule. We had that at one point. Yeah, it's somebody like, had that rule, question. She's like, the rules are no kissing. Uh, no kissing, no, no eye kissing, contact, yeah. no talking afterwards. <laughs> like, <you> sl- <laughs> See, I'm, I'm thinking that let's assume he wants to do ordinary okay. things. Maybe she doesn't like to go down on him, for example. Some women don't, you know? Yeah, it's like, okay. It sounds like she doesn't even like innuendo. And again, it depends how good his innuendo is. If he's just innuendo is in her endo, that's his idea of innuendo. We have a problem. It sounds like, um, I mean, the solution to me is to demonstrate to her that other women are interested. There's nothing that fires up a woman like seeing another woman. Because this happened right. this week. This happened like yesterday for us. So... My wife ran into some of the other moms from school and went and went with them to like have a glass of wine at one of the mom's houses. And the other two moms who she, my wife described as skinny, say it where this story is going, goes, they go, oh, we know your husband. And she flipped <laughs> out. She goes, what does that mean? Oh. Now, hmm. their kids go to school with our kids. They knew me because their husbands live abroad or out of town. So they went with their kids to Father's <laughs> Day. So they saw me at Father's Day with my kid. And I was like, so just to confirm, <laughs> they know who I am because they saw me on Father's Day. They didn't even talk to me. So in other words, the accusation, the innuendo is you're and having she an like flip, Yeah, she like went, what do you mean you know my husband? It's like our kids go to school together, but she jumped. She didn't say in the biblical no, sense. They, didn't, they weren't saying that husband. at all. They were like, oh. I said, oh, I know your husband. I, I yeah, I know husband. him. I saw him at school. Yeah. Our, kids are, in, our yeah. kids are in the same class together. But it's, um, I tell you what, what, it plants that seed because it's, your woman has to know that it could happen. Because I was like, my response wasn't, I would never do that. My response was, how skinny? You have to a little <laughs> bit be you a have little to, bit dangerous. Like, not a lot. Exactly. You don't have to be out there actually doing shit. Exactly. You have to, like, exactly. I'm not cheating on you. Like the worst thing. Okay, the worst thing would be to be like the jealous kind of type. It's like your, your attitude has to be like, yeah, I could, you know, other women are on me all yeah. the time. You, know? you just have to oh, plant little seeds. You know, and be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe what we just, you know, we got to ruin thing. Maybe it just like, I just, should, maybe I should just download Tinder. Or maybe I, I don't know. You play around with the idea that fits right to you, but you want to plant the seed that like other women are interested in you. So, and if she can see it, this one of my moves is that I'll often wave to beautiful women when I'm with my wife. And then she'll turn, and you have to do it. So you have to time it perfectly so that the woman is not looking at me when I'm waving. So my wife will turn around and see her and be like, what the? I'm like, oh, just someone I met the other day. And it creates this scenario. So you don't have to do it. You don't have to do anything very sophisticated to create jealousy. It's a lot easier than this guy thinks. You just have to plant enough seed. Not, it just has to be the potential that it could possibly happen. And that's the kind of thing. 
Or you'll say things like, why does that woman keep looking at me? And she'll turn around. And it's like a really hot woman. Like, I just like, I yeah, am that's an more one. than just a life support system for a penis. I'm a man. I'm a person. I'm tired of women objectifying yeah. me. This yeah. is the kind of stuff. Yeah. The more I'm you wanted. say that and believe it, <laughs> because what a lot of guys do, they go in a relationship and go, okay, I never have to be attracted to another woman again. And when you're not attractive to any woman, you're not attractive to your woman. So you have to let her know. It's like, I'll say things like, if something ever happened to you, how long do you think it would be before I have a new girlfriend? And then, like, you know, you say, <laughs> I'm like, you say stuff like that. I'm like, cause, I mean, I also told her the same thing. I'm like, listen, if something happens to me, I'm like, just wait till after I'm buried before you get a new guy. I was like, just like, if you meet someone at the funeral, fine. But like, just wait till they finish before you do it. I'll tell you how I've handled that so differently. It's a different relationship. It's like, <laughs> well, we're in a more sometimes, you know, there's some serious stuff right. going on in our lives. And, uh, you know, I told my wife, and I mean it, I say, um, I hope that you find somebody if I pass before you do. And I really hope that you get somebody, you know, because I do. Um, I don't want to. She said, I probably I wouldn't want to do that. She said, I don't want to be with anybody else. So I'll just be alone. It's okay. And I'd say, no, I want you to find somebody. So we have this argument. I would. <laughs> but it's a yeah, loving I, um, argument. I think you would agree. It's a loving argument. Like, well, would you stay with me if I got really fat? I'm like, of course not. What? And she's like, <laughs> would you take care of me if I got this illness or that illness? I'm like, see, see, the answer to that is, are you planning yeah, on getting really fat? Don't, you yeah. know, don't test me. Don't, is, don't test me here. Oh, Just, a, I said, you there's know, a number in my head that if you hit it, I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't really know, but I don't think yeah. we should find out. You know, we might not like, like it. What if I got really sick? Because really, it's true. Women always have to be attractive. Men always have to be attractive. You're, you're in a relationship. Men have more trouble with this than women. You have to maintain your little bit of danger and being attractive. doesn't matter that you're married or in a relationship. You just you think still I'm have supposed to. to say the beta thing. Like when my wife was like, if I got really sick, would you take care of me? And I was like, well, how long are you sick? What are the odds of you getting better? Well, how well, sick? I mean, like, is this how a long? disfiguring I mean, illness? Like, are your looks gone? So, and it's not, it's not the nicest thing to say, but it means you a little bit dangerous. I would actually, of course, take care of her, right? But she, I need to plant that hint of maybe I wouldn't so that she feels like. And, and, and I think it depends on where you are in your relationship. It's how, all about being you know. dangerous. And it sounds like this guy doesn't. Danger yeah, a little okay. bit. Not dangerous. a lot. And again, this is all, you don't actually do it. You don't actually disfigure your body. She always, every, she always has to be trying. Yeah. Okay. You have to be trying also in your manly, masculine way. You always have to be so that it's never taken for granted because other women want you. Every day, you know, both that's of the you vibe. Have to re- so there's one thing women see relationships as a continuum, like a river, whereas men see it as an event. It's like, oh, we got married. It's like, no, the relationship every day, you have <laughs> to be married and do things to be attractive. Every day, I have to do things. To be a good dad, to be a good husband, to keep my wife attractive, attracted, and that's the thing is I know that if I was just super beta, she would lose attraction for me. If I never said these little silly things that I say, her attraction for me would plummet, and our marriage would be damaged by it. So it's it sounds well. I, I know if I stop making money and I stop working and I stopped, you know, running a whole successful biz- number of businesses and all that, I don't think my wife would be that interested in me anymore either. That's interesting. 
Yeah, because she sees me. I'm a take charge guy running all these different things, and that's very attractive to her. If I just was a guy watching TV all day okay. or whatever. I thought you meant you would just retire I mean. and pick a hobby. Oh, yeah. No, no, I think that would be okay. But if I became lazy and watched TV all day, I don't think she'd be, you know, be attracted to me anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you so much. I hope you found this enjoyable as we have, and we'll see you next week on Men's Mayhem. Thank you. Take care.